You're listening to Russell Brand on Radio 2. So, uh, for the next two hours, we'll be talking to you and stuff. I'm here with Matthew Morgan. Hello, Matthew. You all right, dear? Hello, Russell Brand. What are you doing in charge of the switches, I suppose? I stopped this radio switches. show going wrong. I've written a list. I've got a pen. Right. Well, you seem really to be in great right. shape. Trevor Locke's here as well. Are you all right? I am, yeah, I'm a little bit chilly. I've been cold today. Trevor, you are the most English person I've ever met. You, you respond by telling us about your body temperature. It's like a polite inquiry just to establish you as a character in the radio show. A character? Is that all I am? I'm a character in the radio if show? If that! If that! <laughs> that's an exaggeration! How dare you? I'm a three-dimensional person. I don't know about that, mate. I don't know what dimension it is you're living in. I don't know how you'd occupy the three of them. So, over the course of this show, we've got a lot of things to discuss with you. Right. Firstly, oh, our podcast is number one podcast in the country. Now, naysay, <laughs> was you going to applaud, Matthew? Oh, I was I've never seen any. <laughs> is that big headed? No, he's not big headed. He's like actual enthusiasm for your work. Something I never thought I'd witness. Yeah. So, all right. So we are number one podcast on this island. So you know that's good, isn't it? And we've beaten Ricky Gervais. Or ha we have beaten him. Isn't he on holiday? Yes, Ricky Gervais he's is on, on holiday. holiday. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that you know, let's not let that undermine our achievements. Ricky Gervais is a great man and even on holiday you know he could probably have sold some form of, of podcast of that holiday so while this week how long is his holiday i don't know i hope it's going to be prolonged. could be a couple of weeks yeah. strikes me as a sort of man would have a couple of week holiday for the next couple of weeks we're likely to be the number one podcast so if, if you keep downloading these podcasts we could remain at the summit of this chart now when we first thought of becoming a number one podcast back when we were on six music we always said that if that day ever came we would i think we said something along the lines of we'd get an ice cream van and park it in a roundabout and then distribute free ice cream to people if anyone can remember exactly what we said then remind us because we're going to do it also what will i be discussing well, yeah here's a few things i want to mention matt in his blog on the beauty radio 2 website has attacked me for having a personal trainer why have you done this well, it's not just a personal trainer i thought mm. that was all right it's the fact that i'm trying to improve myself gym ball <laughs> <laughs> russell has a gym ball it's called a Swiss ball, as a matter of fact, is what it is. <laughs> and uh, what it actually helps me to improve my core strength. Now, if anyone here How? wants to see me weak at my core... How many bounces can you do on that? <laughs> when I'm in particularly fine form, I can keep it up for ten minutes. Woo! I, just, I sit on that ball and I do, you know, conventional conventional exercises. But ever since you said that I will look like a surprise starling who's laid a baffling egg or wherever it is you sit, <laughs> it's, it's made me feel uncomfortable about doing it plus because uh, i thought about like matt wrote in the blog oh russell's got that gym ball he sits on it all confused and, it, and, he, and undermined the masculinity of my personal trainer and i and our relationship and as it happens he's a, quite a butch fella steve he uh, isn't that embarrassing and all too personal that a man comes around your house mm. what does he do when you're on the ball He's got shouting encouragement, mate. <laughs> what room do you do this in? I, do, I take the uh, coffee table out of the little room with a telly in it and I do it in there. Uh, tragic. I've just done <laughs> it's not tragic. There's nothing more beautiful than a couple of men getting fit together. Someone does he not do each other. So he doesn't do it. He's anything. fit already. He's a big muscle-bound brute. You should see him. He's gorgeous. What does he... How long does this last? Right, he comes round, right? Then there's a bit where I lay on the ground. He what? <laughs> <laughs> then Why can't you just pay him normally? <laughs> there's a bit of cuddling goes on. What happens? I lay down on the ground. He warms me up by pushing that. What? Ball. He warms me up. It's like By rapid. Don't keep on this. Like a dolphin that's out of the sea <laughs> pours water over you. I'm all confused, little aquatic mammal, just <laughs> trying to get some comfort. No, I lay down. He pushes that ball down towards me, and I have to resist it. He goes, resist it, resist it. I go, I'm resisting, baby. I'm resisting. Really? And soon and no, I don't. There's no. Dialogue. Is there a face Shame. on the ball? Uh, well, to in keep my you mind, interested, in I like to see just Freddie Mercury, just before he went, just winking at me, <laughs> <laughs> bearing down. Uh, no, there's no face. It's completely, it's very, it's all above board and actually very masculine and grown up. And Does I, I feel very strong lately, really? as a matter of fact. You did look a bit buff the other day, actually. I feel very muscly. I really do, I must say. I feel fit as a fiddle. The thing is, with Steve, he's, he's a very, like, he, he, was at, um, he was in Wimbledon youth team for a while. He's like, so he's like an ex-footballer. So he's bitter. No, he's not. He's a very lovely, personable fella, but he exists in the world of physical training only, right? And so, again, you've seen me, Matthew, in situations where I'm stripped of my typical social skills and appurtenances once they become yeah. redundant, like, you know, when I was on that building site or when we used to go kickboxing. It's no, it don't matter if you're funny or charming, them things are useless there. Mm. So I just become this long man, in, like, <laughs> inappropriately dressed for gym, as it turns out. Embarrassing. I wear my yoga clothes that I've just been wearing for the yoga that I've done earlier, so I'm barefoot in there. That don't seem quite right. He's 
we're in sort of trainers and everything and like we can't really talk about anything other than the personal training you know what I mean so there's a sort of does he look at your body and go oh your quads are coming on and things like that <laughs> 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 apparently my pecs are in great shape this is something of which I'm richly proud can I ask you these questions that I've raised does he come to your house with the giant ball under his arm and go, yeah. Ross, it's that time? <laughs> he, he comes round with that ball and he has to deflate it slightly to get it through the door. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite a big ball. And then he reinflates it once Why inside he go to the a house. gym? I don't want to go to the gym. Well, so there's a moment where he's going, tss, 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 pumping yeah, up I'm your ball. Yeah, I'm doing yoga while that's happening. I can hear it happening outside, but what? I try not to get You're involved. You're the smorgasbord of things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get fit and healthy, aren't I? Okay. So he does arrive with it, yeah, but that's not embarrassing. Oh, are you embarrassed? You let him in like it's a prostitute coming in. <laughs> I would not know what that's like, Matthew. Of course. <laughs> it's not like that's something I'm retreading for the umpteenth time. <laughs> Hello, miss. Pop your handbag on the dresser. Deflate it slightly to get in. <laughs> <laughs> God what? knows it'll be deflated when you leave. Okay, so I've asked you that. You, what you wear is your... What, yeah, do you wear, what music clothes. do you put on? Unlimited... There's no music on. We Catch don't need boys. music. No, Matthew, stop trying to turn it. There's nothing wrong with gay gym culture, but I'm I not a member gay. of it. Why are you saying gay? I'm saying gay because you've just said pet shop boys, too unlimited, and kept winking and <laughs> touching your genitals <laughs> throughout this link. And what does, uh, Steve, is it Steve? Say, yes, what Steve. What does he say to you? Go on, Russ. Now, mostly we just talk about things in a very efficient scientific way. Like, just, you know, come on, get on with it. That's the spirit. Sounds like Jeremy Paxman. <laughs> so it's not an undercurrent, Matthew. It's not like a Joe Orton play. It's not like it's going to collapse into love at any point. It's very above How long? An hour? You do an hour? Just the hour. The only thing is, it's like, well, during the other day, I was thinking about the, well, I was sat on my Swiss ball, doing, I was doing some bicep curls as it happened, and uh, I sort of thought of the image of a Stalin having laid an egg that confused it, and it, I sort of laughed a bit, and I, and I couldn't really tell Steve why I was laughing, because I could, I'd have had to have gone, I've got, I'd have to have described you, yeah. I'd have had to have described the radio show, I'd have had to have described the blog, then I'd have had to have described that image, by which time, it'd have been, it would have been uncomfortable, it would have been awkward, so I just had to just pretend I was thinking about, like, childhood memory and stuff like that, <laughs> and looking at my misshapen But you can toes. do bicep curls standing up, you don't need to be on a Yeah, ball. but you're get, increasing your core strength, Matthew, I don't, I cannot emphasize what do you, enough what position the significance of core strength, perched there. Perched. Just perched with your little tippy toes. No, you perch, you've got your feet flat on the floor and you're sat on it like you would be a, you know, a bench or perhaps even a stool or a lavatory, you know, just sat Where in a conventional fashion. Where did you meet fashion. this man? He and I met at a little place I call the White Swan in Stratford, where Michael Barrymore came out. Now, if you don't cast aspersions over my relationship with Steve. We'll talk more about Steve and my physical training and self-improvement and Matthew trying to crush me, trying to improve as a man. Right, we've got some emails, things like that. People want to help. Congratulations, says David, on getting to uh, number one. Didn't you say you'd get an ice cream van? I think we did say that. Yeah, I just said we'll get, we're going to get it. Let's give us some more suggestions. So loads of people can come there. All right. Like Where can we put an ice cream van? And everyone has to dress as something. What do you want people to dress as? Don't turn, make this about sex, Matt. Don't you cheapen this. This a is a celebration. Sexy. Make it a bit sexy. Come dressed as French maids, harlots, bluesies, no, the likes. Will it? Do you yeah, think so? That we say, some people will come doing it. You're right. Okay, let's not abuse that power ever. Okay, lots of other things, all sorts of congratulations. Oh, yeah, look, Russell, you are more of a man using that gimbal than them that doubters and naysayers are. This is Sam from Sheffield. I would love to see your muscle. Then she does a sort of, using punctuation marks, makes what I can only describe as a winking face. And in brackets she said, it's Steve, really? <laughs> <laughs> Steve, <laughs> dear old Steve, my personal trainer, who's not someone who I think would send cheeky texts, he's too forthright, it's not his way. Would you ever have your house, especially have like a round door put in? Listen, it's not got to the point where it's, I will get my own one of those Swiss balls, just so as the neighbours don't have any more information over me than they have to about the way I conduct my life. Oh, but osteopath sits on one, as a chair. Oh yeah, the, that osteopath who you're obsessed with. I'm obsessed with him. You're always on about him. I'm always going there because I'm in uh, such a state. I think that you have <laughs> started to exaggerate the significance of that relationship in your life. I reckon you bring personal problems to him. Make stuff. him the new Steve. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you love that osteopath. I reckon you've developed that limp and hunchback just so you can spend more time in his company. And anyway, while you're criticising me for that Swiss ball, young man, you'd do well to remember. Listen to this, Trevor. Matt quite casually announced to me the other day whilst we were sat in the back of a taxi coming back from some trawl of a meeting or another. He goes, 
oh, here, you want to start wearing your woolly hat in bed? I do. I wear my woolly hat in bed every night. And it makes me feel really secure and comfortable. I call it my sleepy time hat or my I dream cap. I call it my comfort hat. Comfort hat. And he pulls it down, right down nice is and tight hat? over his ear It's Coleman's hat. Honestly, if you sl uh, uh, this is amazing. Mm. If you go to bed with Don't a woolly hat. Don't try and defend it. Sleep with a woolly, people used to, look at Wee Willy Winky. He's not yeah. a historical figure. He is. Willy Winky. Him and Samuel Peeps live together. <laughs> that it's is bad though, it is bad for you. Willy's gone out no, again a, on his night run, upstairs, downstairs, <laughs> apparently it's ruining my diary. I don't know, I'm expected to write <laughs> while Willy, and I don't know why he's got that name, I'm gonna have to ask him for rent. Willy, Won Willy Wonka <laughs> and Willy Winky, all the alliterative Willies are fictional characters as far as, like, Wicked Willy. So, there's no sense that Trevor, you, Trevor actually does wear a nightgown, don't you? Yes. I don't wear a hat, though. No, it's not. It's a nighty. It's like a nighty where they've removed the fe- they've tried to remove all the uh, feminine ephemera, but what they can't remove is the fact that it's open at the bottom because they expect you to sit down when you use the toilet because you're a woman. <laughs> oh, stop <laughs> it. it. Um, indication of femininity that can never be removed, Trevor. It's what? a sensible piece of bedwear, that is. How? Because it's- Well, think about why. Alright, what's it's this? You thing. disgust me. <laughs> it's Do it good. in the lavvy before you go to bed. No, you, you can't silly be referring boy. to coitus. I know no, you I'm saying life. you shouldn't go to bed with your pants on. No, you shouldn't. You shouldn't go to bed with your pants on. You shouldn't I go read. to bed with a hat on. You should have air being able to circulate Where are you getting underneath? your information? I think you should do both of those things. Just do what makes you happy. Oh. Matthew, what are you on about? Now I you read, read a what? kiss and tell about you. That says when? You in the paper that said you wore gum shit. He goes, oh, we we made love. Then he said, he went and tapped out something on a keyboard. I don't know what that means. And then said you put moccasins on and a gum shield and went to bed and snored. I did not snore, and I did do the other things. Like really, I, that's a, that's to align the old gnashes all nice and tight throughout the night. Also, sometimes I ground out all my resentment as I sleep <laughs> through the medium of the mandibles. Oh, what a hateful day! I think. <laughs> Lay there, drifting nodwood. So, uh, yeah, I do wear them things, them aligners. They're not gumshoots, they're perfectly moccasins. acceptable. They're not moccasins, they're like, they're called Afghans, I believe. They're knee-high, woolen sock things oh, with I've a very those. thin... Booties. Little that's what they are. Don't call sheep and then your granny them for you. <laughs> they are not booties. I, I think I look nice. You do, you look lovely. Of when I go home, I'll yeah. just wear my pants and those boots and I think it's attractive. And I, you know, it's nice that I've got my ways and that. <laughs> In a minute, we're going to be helping someone else. They'll be on the line in a moment. But look, this lady, Lucy, she's from Birmingham. She's got a cry for her. We should probably get her on the phone because it sounds like quite a serious Terrible. issue, as a matter of fact. Here it is. My friends and I go swimming twice a week in our local pool, says Lucy. On our Wednesday visit, there's a group of old men who pervert us. They sink to the bottom of the pool and skull along. Skull? She even means skulk, does she? No, she's she just pressed L twice. No, she means skull. It's a type of swimming. Mm, Trevor! If this is another one of your senseless lies, you know nothing about the world of Neptune or the sub-aquatic <laughs> legions thereof. Skulk along face up. You can't skulk, it's skull. Yeah, I, skull I, I, is a form of movement. You can't skull, verb, sculling. That's what you do on a boat, skull. Sculling is, yeah. Yeah, I, that's I believe, that's okay. something that goes on in prison. She skulling. is likening those gentlemen to boats. She's likening, well, they, what, oh, either then, they, this is a terrible blunder or it's a brilliant piece of language. I'm getting, it's They're the like letter. stingrays on the bottom of the... Tank. Exactly. These are what, it's a noun and she's using it as a verb. Just skull. Skull. Just skull. Just skull. This skull. is the radio show, you twerp. <laughs> Us saying stuff is the radio show. There is no actual ending. We're never actually going to help someone. We're never actually going to go, oh, Lucy, we've solved your problem with swimming. This stuff, this rhubarb, this nonsense is the show. If we stop doing this, there ain't nothing else. Who are you talking to? Him. Oh, Matthew. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew, go get on with it. Are get your on with it. burning, Matthew. Are you suitably yeah. chasing? As if there is an actual objective to be achieved. Um, sculling, then, is a, you think a verb. Can someone please sculling. find out? This is sculling. I'm now sculling in the studio with imaginary oars. But that's what oh. a C, not a K. Right, it's the She's action of an imaginary. She, yeah. she spelled it with a K. Spelling S -K -U -L -L. mistake. S K U L L. Spelling mistake. Trevor, you're very keen to defend it. Is this woman you? <laughs> Have you been putting on a swimming costume, going to Birmingham and encouraging old men to look at your genitals? Is this what this is truly about? And if I had, would it be a crime? No, actually, Trevor, mm. it would be an interesting insight. So they sink along and they get to the bottom of the pool. I'm interested in how they sink to the bottom of the pool, to tell you the truth as well. They scull along, or skulk, face up, staring at the surface of the pool and the people swing, swimming above. I've done that, we've all done that, haven't we? Matthew? No. Guess you have. 
You do that sort of thing. You probably do it in your own bath. <laughs> Sink to the bottom of it and try and look at your own bottom. What? <laughs> Sink to the bottom of the pool and stare at people swimming above. Also, women underwater look brilliant, don't do they? they? Do oh, they really? The, the woman's problem is that she's do. been perfed on. Is <laughs> <laughs> right. this not helping? It's so far. He's <laughs> <laughs> a young man, it's fine. Anyway, she says, we're impressed by the lung capacity of these elderly gentlemen because they They've swim evolved about 30 metres. They've evolved. This. Sex is probably what causes every evolutionary step. Your we probably match. only got out of the bleed notion to have a look at someone's bum. <laughs> <laughs> and now these geniuses have developed a way of swimming along, face up, staring at the magnificent sight of women underwater. I thought it'd all be blurred. And I congratulate them. Hang on, get to the end of the story. Right. But, but hold on, isn't it blurred underwater when you look at a woman? No, if you've got goggles. goggles on, you nerd! I've never been you underwater. You know nothing, Trevor! I've never been underwater. Did you not watch that cartoon with them puppet women? Marina, Aqua Marina? Did she die in vain? What was that called? Stingray? Stingray. I don't know what you're talking about. Yes, you, you watch Stingray. Stingray, they were what, puppet people. Thunderbirds underwater? That's right, yeah. that was it. Well, well, someone soon Thunderbirds and gone, this is good, should we do something like it? They're in, yes. What's the absolute minimum we can do? Without getting sued. I don't know, put it underwater. Alright, let's do that then. <laughs> so, and they swim along for about 30 metres, these lads. Old lads. Men. <laughs> <laughs> what is that when you're not a child anymore? When that hair grows and you start to procreate oh, and then you age and wither and die? That's life. But we don't want them doing it when we're swimming above. It's creepy. So she's impressed with the feet, but she don't like it happening while she's swimming above. At first we thought it was innocent. My friend Reason, they may do it as it's quite interesting to watch people swimming from below. Like you see in things like Blue Planet or in swimming races and that. Their goggles, however, magnify their eyes and we can see them staring at us. So we've come to the conclusion they are just a bunch of perverts. When they're not underwater, they hang around the deep end and duck under the water as we swim towards them and we can see them perving. This is out of control. They've got a whole culture of people around <laughs> looking at women underwater. Yeah, yeah. I salute these men. They just all hang around the shallow end, yeah. and shallow's what it is, guys. Let's be honest, because there's no depth to what you're doing, you superficial pervert. But it's encouraged, it's sanctioned at swimming pools. I never understood. What why do you mean? There's different rules. Well, it's I, some sort I of citadel, some lawless citadel, no. some Kubla Khan of voyeurism. Let me finish. What I went to a swimming pool the other day, and there's a viewing gallery. Why have a viewing gallery? Take sure kids are doing a gala! And where do you have galas other than at a swimming pool? That's another thing I want to know more about. I think ponies have galas, don't they? It's probably for swimming galas, Trev. Huh. Swimming no, galas. It's not got... for people to sit up there masturbating <laughs> over swimmers, Trevor. But there was a That's sign up. I walked in and there was a sign saying, Viewing gallery this way. Oh, yeah, it's to oh, view. Oh, Jesus, Trevor. You might as well go up there nude. That sign is the sanction in your every action. I wasn't nude. I was wearing a towel. But I thought, why else go up there? You've not even been swimming. You shouldn't be at that gallery wearing just a towel. It was at the gym. <laughs> what on earth? Go on. What kind of life do you live, Locke? Where these kind of things actually happen? Anyway. It goes like this now. The goggles that these old men wear magnify their eyes and we can see them staring at us and it makes us afraid. They hang around the, deep, the shallow end, Except blah, blah, blah. Sometimes we realise they're there and only st we start swimming only to find they're underneath us. That's eerie. They flit about like little, they little flit. stingrays. They like flitting stingrays. What done that poor Oz geezer? What's his name? Steve Irwin. Like Dan Irwin. Yeah, <laughs> and they should be punished for the same plight that when Australian people pulled them out of the water and ripped their stingers out. I tell this you something. This only happens on Wednesdays. Right? This is just Wednesdays. Don't go on, Don't Wednesdays. Go on Wednesdays. First bit of advice. Sometimes solved. swimming pools have uh, a women-only session. What? That should be banned. I know. Imagine one of those blokes got into that. Oh my God! Yeah. It'll be the Shangri-La for perverts, <laughs> wouldn't it? The very Nirvana. When I was on holiday, guess what I'd done? I just went in the sea in the dark and jumped in. It was a very big leap of faith for old Russ, because well, that dark, watery sea—why? It could be full of all sorts of forbidden Neptunian mysteries and such. And it gave me a sort of—it put me back in touch with life. I don't mind saying, sort of thing I imagine Thomas Hardy would have written about if he wrote books about things like that. So in I dived, and there I was. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm just saying, you know. Well, you walked it, you dived into the dived surf. Dived into the dark sea by night and you couldn't see. And you can't help thinking about sharks in a situation oh, like that. More like bang your head on the floor. Yeah, I know, that did happen. Then you go, let's go back to the pervs. Sometimes we don't realise the old pervs are beneath us, and if we're in shallow waters, we are very close to touching skin. This is erotic. This is particularly uncomfortable when we're face down and they're face up, both wearing <laughs> very little. What? We've tried staring at them when they do it, so they know we're onto them, and we give them dirty looks and tut. What an English thing to do. <laughs> what, underwater? Especially yeah, tutting underwater. A tut that would come underwater. Out as a little bubble, wouldn't it? It'd just be a bubble, and that could mean anything. Underwater, a tut could come across us. 
Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't it? That's spurring them on. Don't I like tap. it. It's now a beautiful image for me. I, it's, it's like um, it's the perfect form of synchronised swimming. Yeah. A man facing up, a woman facing down in the shallow end, mm. synchronising, blowing little bubbles into their faces. What's wrong That's with beautiful. you two? I think it's sexy. I'd like someone to ride on the woman's back as well yeah. while it's going on. So it's a bit more like a Disney with cartoon. Wings. Yeah, why not? Go on, Matthew. What possible problem could you have with our sick fantasies? Well, she needs help. She's saying... Well, we'll help her. We'll help her, mate. Thursday mornings. It's free Thursday mornings. Thursday mornings. There's no perverts at all. Hold on. Let's get so, so these Car men talk about it. They plan it. I'm, if I was a per- most perverts act alone. You don't get hordes of serial killers, for example, because how do you go to someone, here, I'm thinking of doing a serial killing, <laughs> do you want to get involved? <laughs> you know, how would you ever do it? Or if you go, I'm a bit of a pervert, I'm thinking of going swimming underneath women to see their magnificent breasts all moving in a watery fashion. You wouldn't share that with people. I just then have done it, and I feel it might have ended my career. Basically, you can't help her. You're a pair of goggles away from these men. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a pair of goggles and a few cushy jobs in media <laughs> away from those men. Um, anyway, listen, there's a, there's a few caveats and conditions which present make the problem rather more difficult to solve. Can't change swimming nights or pool, as they are both the most convenient. Well, oh, well, well we can't compromise Define convenient, convenient, young lady. De define convenient. Clearly more than not society can Consumerism, well, just having access to products and lifestyle choices. That, well, uh, you know, it's probably what it means in this. Why, why can't she write on her stomach, pervert, <laughs> in marker pen? Because then they might think that she's the pervert oh, and they'll God. start touching her ass. <laughs> <laughs> like it's an invitation. That'd be a red rag to a ball what about bag. You pervert. You and pervert. And Stop and this. <laughs> Stop, Stop this. staring, pervert. Stop staring, pervert, at me now at my midriff. I mean you. Yeah. That's right. That's a good stuff. It's got to be a good indelible thing because oh, it can't it'll be all right. f off under the old water. Trevor? Well, I'd maybe uh, a breakfast of baked beans on toast. Maybe that. Then bubbles will be seen as more emissions of Lamour. They won't care about that. The, 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 if a tuck can be mistaken for an orgasmic groan, imagine what a fart could be misconstrued as, Trevor. Mm, you're right. An orgasm you're of right. some kind. Well, I just don't leave that unsaid. There's nothing to it. I mean, if they're if they're refusing to move pool or move time, I mean, you know, it can't be that much of a problem. That's true. Tell a teep, tell a lifeguard. Tell a lifeguard! The lifeguard! What is their authority? They sit They're up there. They're just perverts on big chairs. They're perverts with big chairs. They're perverts that have climbed to the top of the pole. They sit up there hard as rocks. On <laughs> those little shorts. <laughs> sit there. With no, without reproach or recourse. No one's judging the lifeguard. Think of some of the famous lifeguards in history. Hasselhoff. Him yeah. out of Neighbours that was one as well. Craig <laughs> McLaughlin that sang the song Hey Mona. Two of the most devious sex crooks the world has ever flung forth in their fictional guys, in their fictional guys. Frustrated tennis umpires, that's how I see them. Frustrated tennis umpires? Yeah, yeah. Well, they're just thinking they're half-hearts. Well, they, if you are a lifeguard, you must secretly be thinking, go on, one of you drown. Mustn't <laughs> 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 I'm so bored, yeah. please drown. Mustn't you? You've, You've been crying out for that. That's the dilemma, that's the moral dilemma about doing an ethically good job. You always yeah. want something bad to happen. That is the goal-scoring opportunity of the lifeguard world, isn't it? Yeah. A drowning. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's why they've got that attitude and they blow their whistle that's at right. the slightest thing. Slightest thing! The whistle's off, isn't it? Oh! <laughs> petting? What's the other time? Yeah, petting, hey! Only, petting's only called petting in swimming pools. Where else is it called petting? Bombing. In, in all other areas, there's nothing wrong with bombing. Oh, well, I suppose society frown on it a bit. <laughs> but, but petting, yeah, only in zoos is, and, you know, zoos it's allowed, isn't it? But it's a different Encouraged. type of petting. Encouraged. Because if you get it confused. Particularly a petting zoo. It's remember the cartoons that no petting and there's pictures of hearts coming out of a couple. Water. That, yeah. that was really an exciting image. That cartoon. When I was seven, that confused me and excited me. I didn't know why. They weren't kissing. They, still they were just holding onto each other, and hearts were coming out of them. Yeah, yeah. hearts came out I of them. I what petting meant. I wonder what that heart semiotically. What is the semiological? What is that in terms of symbology? If all that doesn't exist, just make it. <laughs> <laughs> semiological, semi. Yeah, I think that's a word. Yeah. Semiotically, what does that mean? Them hearts coming out. But it means emotions. It's emotions. Emotions in the form of a heart. Yeah, it's love. Oh, yeah, good old that. love. That's what unites us all, separates us from the beasts, don't it? Who would seek to condemn yeah, that? Only a life. God. <laughs> do animals love each other? Of course they Stop do. Stop it. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. That is that, uh, we've just mentioned briefly, that soldier, one of Matt's mates, went uh, to a TA course, and uh, one of it, he had to be carried on a sergeant's back across a sort of an assault course, and it, the, assault, the sergeant's shoulder was going into his abdomen, and he was jogging along, and Matt's mate, a little blow-off, 
<laughs> came out an embarrassed run and the sergeant went, don't do that. <laughs> really quickly, don't do that. Like as if the bloke had done it on purpose. Like it was a child playing with a lighter in a car. <laughs> don't, don't do that. Don't touch that. No one deliberately does a little blow off. In that, that's really compromised you, hasn't it? All <laughs> oh, an embarrassed one. Not like a choice one. Not like when we go, F society. Like that one Jonathan Ross done. Do you remember that, Matt? Yeah. When we was at the... Comedy Awards, Jonathan Ross looked out a window smoking a cigar, went, excuse me, gentlemen, while I live my luxurious lifestyle. He did it like <laughs> a big foghorn blast of, of his own alpha male comfort in the situation. Anyway, so what we've got to do, we'd appreciate any advice you have, especially advice that doesn't involve encourage them, encouraging them, Whoops. which is what our bloke mates have suggested. They're so childish. Much love, loose in Birmingham. Should have read that whole thing, then done the stuff, shouldn't we? Then we'd have had That's why I kept saying, get to the get end, and you say, this is the very usual my personality is the show! <laughs> <laughs> okay. Alright, so, um, well, listen, Lucy, uh, Gives a ring, love. Well, I'm so sexually charged by that email that I won't rest till you're pregnant. So, um, no, give, give us a ring, because I'd like to know what, what's going on, really. We'll help you, but only if you actually call. Otherwise, just go another day, or, as Matt said, write stuff. Or, perhaps, I don't know, don't shave your body hair. <laughs> Now we've got uh, Janet on the line. She's got some sort of problem. Janet, are you? You've got a problem with it's the, all I've picked up is it's the yeast and wine. Yeah, I'm making two batches of wine. It's a new hobby of mine. Lovely. And it says that the um, mix has got to be between 20 and 25 degrees centigrade right. before you can add the yeast. Otherwise, it's too hot and the yeast gets killed. Right. Okay. I can see that would be a problem. What, what do you need to do? What's the, um, what's and I've got the I've I've done everything to the instructions on the kit, but mm. the, the mix is too hot. It's about 30 degrees, and I need to know. know the best way to cool it down. I've got it in the sink of cold water, but it's not coming down very far. Put it in a garden. <laughs> it's raining. Put sank above it, or you stand out there with a brolly, right, in lingerie. I've been out there all night. <laughs> Just for, you will be out there for about 20 minutes. How much does Janet? it need to reduce? Five degrees? Yes. Matt, do you know much about physics? A little bit. Right, we'll hit us, baby. Spray it with aerosols all over the outside of the container, and it will chill it. You are, but sometimes I've realised why I fell in love with you. <laughs> Go on, what's that? What's the problem with Matt's brilliant aerosol yeah, plan? The planet, though. Aerosols are bad for the environment, and I haven't got any. Look, you may. You, <laughs> is that the reason you've not got any? Yeah. Good. Well, well that's good, Janet. I'm glad but you look, care, care about our little planet. Right. Thirty degrees is very hot, Janet. That, uh, that's too hot. Why is your house so hot? Exactly. What are you wearing? Trevor! This is not an opportunity for you to groom Janet! Well, look, if she's wearing clothes at 30 degrees Celsius indoors, there's something you should see a doctor. There's something wrong with your the thyroid. It's not 30 degrees. The mix is 30 degrees. Cause you it's have the mix, Trevor! Well, if the mix is 30 degrees and your room temperature well, is less is than 30 so degrees. Why is the mix so warm, Jane? Leave it. Just leave the mix. Don't touch it. Just leave the Just mix. It'll come it. down to the room temperature. But the yeast will die by then, Trevor. It won't die by then. It's got a, it's got a few more minutes in it. <laughs> you don't know about yeast. Yeast you doesn't die like that, does it? It, di it dies over time. I have lost a lot of good yeast because <laughs> of that attitude. <laughs> You man, <laughs> it kills yeast. You don't even know what beer. yeast is. Yeast isn't in wine. Look, we live on a planet with other people, not Janet and uh, just a uh, loopy yeast. Janet, I love you in a real way, an actual way. Put up a brolly, dress up like a pervert, stand out in your garden with your husband. It'll also put a much-needed spark into your marriage, <laughs> so you won't need to drink yourselves daft before you have it off. I'm <laughs> joking, Janet. Drink that homemade booze. What? Ice. Ice? Can you put ice in it, Janet? Yes, I can. I've got to sterilise it first, though. Sterilise the ice, put it in there, go in the garden, put on some lingerie, stay under a brolly. Now we've got to go to the news because this is the BBC. Listen to Andrea Simmons. Andrea, get yeast, <laughs> cold yeast, into the news! BBC! Woohoo! Don't mention him. That's smoking rose on here, you twerp. <laughs> this is Russell Brand on BBC Radio 2. That's Trevor like, going, don't mention it. What's, what are you saying, don't mention, Trev? Well, it's difficult for me to mention. No, no, don't mention it. What don't you mention? Well, if I mention it, I'll contradict myself. Like yes, Walt you Whitman, will, Trevor. And then I'll look silly, and I'm not a poet. You'll look much sillier than Walt Whitman and all who were well respected in the poetry industry. He was, was in the industry. He was, he's a big name. Don't try to undermine me. Now, listen, so, what do you want to not mention that Rob, I, Rob, we've tried to find you a flatmate, mate, and frankly, the world is indifferent to your plight. <laughs> We've had a big fat zero. He didn't want to mention it, Rob, but... He didn't want to mention it, Trevor didn't, but I thought it was best to let you know. Trevor, haven't you got a room at one of your 
grim little I do. He, flat could, he, could, he could move One into um, the uh, Italian teenager's bedroom if you wanted to. That is vacant. Trev's got a couple of Italian teenagers. teenagers. No, they've gone home now. Of course they have. Why are you still calling it the Italian teenager's bedroom in memorial yes, so that it seems more vivid when you live out your fantasies? <laughs> no, because I haven't put it on the discarded brass. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> I'm here in the Italian teenage bedroom. Silly. Grazie, grazie. Mamma mia, prego, prego. They forfeited part of their deposit. <laughs> well, I hear you just forfeited part of yours. Now, listen, why don't you, Trevor, why don't you let them uh, old what's-his-face, Rob, live in your flat? He can afford 550 thereabouts a month. And uh, he's a nice sort of a lad. I don't know. I didn't bond with him very well. Trevor, stop judging everyone. Early on, you said Smokey Robinson was just playing, and Trevor and we went. I goes, I goes. Oh, I met Smokey Robinson briefly, and Trevor, and Trevor went. What is he? <laughs> like this, Smokey Robinson had to justify himself to Trevor Locke. No, but I thought, I thought, I thought he was from the sixties. I wouldn't have thought. What is he though? Well, I thought, because sometimes, in my head, they yeah. sound old, but actually they're young, and I thought he'd been on your show, therefore he was a young one, but he's not a young one, clearly, he's a classic. No, I saw him at uh, the award ceremony, he was a lovely bloke, as far as, well, he came polite, here, actually. Hey. He's an he's older man. Sort of yeah, because I sort of had to go, alright, because I met him the previous day, and it's quite, even when someone's got an unusual name, you got to sort of go, you got Smokey. To, I went, hello, Smokey! He <laughs> 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 hey! Like that, and just politely. He's like Jermaine and, Jackson, actually. Yeah, he's got that sort of gentle, soulful demeanour. Mm. Yes, he has. He was a very pleasant man, and Trevor Lock, though, was trying to attack him for I some reason. I know, I've always Christ loved him, but wrong I've never known if he was old, young. Well, stop prying, Trev. It doesn't do to be so prurrent. It doesn't do to be so interested in Smokey's sex life. <laughs> <laughs> not interested in his sex life. You are, Trev. Right, bit. we've got some texts here. This one's from a person calling themselves Joe in Coventry. But, you know, where's the evidence? Sculling is a type of swimming, but it's usually done on the surface. I'm a swimming teacher, so I know these things, says Joe in Coventry. Thanks, Another Joe. one from Depeche. How she spells sculling. Uh, with a C. Another one from Depeche in Leicester. Trevor is correct. Sculling is a legitimate and genuine method of swimming whereby you cup your hands and tread water to stay afloat. Tom from Highgate. Sculling is the action of moving your only hands. Well, what do you mean by that? <laughs> in small circular motions to propel yourself slowly through the water. That's old Tom. Thank you. Dear guys and Trev. Don't reduce me and Matt to guys and Trev gets his own identity. <laughs> Let's change that. Dear Russell, brilliant comic, Matt, one of the finest writers and producers in media, and some oik liar. Sculling is a form of swimming. I go to life-saving stroke swimming lessons. We do it a lot. It's when you swim with your legs first, waving your hands to move. From Steve in pool. Open brackets. The place, not an actual pool. I'm not writing this now in a pool. Now, what these Thanks emails so prove to me is that we are broadcasting to a nation of liars. <laughs> liars, I tell you. We're happy to stand up for Trevor Locke and his campaign of propaganda, which reminds me very much of the Third Reich. There, I've said it, Trev. I'm You're brainwashing you. folks. I'm trying to help. No, obviously that sculling is a word I didn't know. I'm so sorry for not knowing the word sculling. But I do know a similar term that's used in prisons and involves having your eyeball removed. Now, Liz, you're 18 years of old, are you? I am indeed. What's been going on in your life that you would seek help from three twerps such as we? <laughs> um, well, I was jumped last weekend by my boyfriend. He's an idiot. What's jumped? Dumped, oh, Matthew. <laughs> Jumped is a private thing that goes on between well, her and her fella. Doesn't it? it depends how you look at your love life. <laughs> Matthew's love life <laughs> does resemble a mugging, really. <laughs> a small amount of money is exchanged and both parties feel cheated. <laughs> so, <laughs> no one comes out of that transaction a winner. It's Liz. a lie. <laughs> it's a lie, of course, it's a lie. Liz, tell us what, so you've been dumped by your twerp of a boyfriend. What's going on? Why did he do it? Well, oh, okay, this is really funny. Well, actually, it's not. It's quite depressing. He dumped me because he's in the RAS, and mm. I can't go to his passing out parade. Passing out parade? Is that when they all faint like an officer and a gentleman? <laughs> or is that when they throw their hats in the air like officer and gentleman? <laughs> where all my information about air forces and that comes from. No, I would have gone and seen that. No, but it's basically when his first stage of training is over. And Why he marches around go? a little square. Well, actually, right, Matt's taking the side of your... What's your boyfriend's name? Ex-boyfriend's name? His name's Ant. Ant, the ex-boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> right, now why won't you go to Ant's passing out parade? I'm not allowed to go because I'm in the middle of my A-levels. Oh, so it's what? not her fault, she's in A-levels. Your parents won't let you go. They won't yeah. let her go. They probably don't even like Ant because he's near do well. <laughs> they, do they like him though he's dumped me. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm feel quite down on him to tell you the truth, Liz, after the way he's treated you. Can you fly an aeroplane? 
Mm. Can he fly an aeroplane? No, he's not even doing that. He's gone to read sonar. All he's going to do is read flying. sonar. Matt getting all moist. <laughs> Can he fly a plane? Oh, one day perhaps he'll carry me off in his arms. Oh, I'd like nothing more than to be up in the clouds with Ant. Oh, Ant, hold me. Embrace me. So Ant's going to go and read sonar rather than being an actual relationship with a human female like you. What's sonar's underwater. Why is that? Why are the RAF He's probably swimming, that? staring at women's abdomens, interfering with himself with his magnified goggle eyes. Yeah, is, so is sonar beneath the water, Liz? Um, That's just yeah, the word radar. for sound, ain't it? Radar, I thought yeah, what bats do. I think he does. He'll be underground quite away. Right, it was the but best place for him. But he couldn't tell me anything about it because he'd be shot or something like that. Really? He's lying about the whole thing. I, I think Ant is probably an ice cream man <laughs> with a ridiculous imagination. <laughs> Passing out parade. The whole thing Be just shot. sounds like a sham. So instead of carrying you off in his arms dressed in a white suit like Richard Gere done to that woman at the end of that film, he's effed off to drive his ice cream van in a similar uniform but just essentially living on lies and past glories. I think you don't need this Ant fella but if you are a man and you live in South Wales and you think you could be better than Ant, who a lot of us believe is fictional, call us yeah, I'm just and let's fix you right up. And also, if you've got a flat for Rob, who we're increasingly beginning to think is a dangerous pervert, <laughs> <laughs> please give us a call on that matter as well. What do you want to say, Jeff? I think you've misunderstood our problem. I don't think she rang up to get a boyfriend, did you? You didn't no. ring up for a new new oh. person, did you? No. No. I, what was I, the problem? I just thought she wanted a new person. Um, the thing is, well, <laughs> what is it, Liz? Um, when I was with Ant, I was with him for six months, and then before that, I was single for ten months, and before that, I was with a guy for nine months. Right. Oh, so a number pattern. I don't know how to chat up guys at all. Right. So, if I was going to meet another guy, I wouldn't know what to say. You've got a beautiful right. chuckle in your voice, and men will be attracted to you anyway. Also, <laughs> it's quite important that you're attractive physically. Now, are you? <laughs> um, well, this is a scary thing, because I'm not sure if I am, but... I think if you I are. don't find a boyfriend, my friend Sean said she's gonna get with me instead. Hello! <laughs> We're <No>. partying now! <laughs> okay, now listen, I just said that thing about physical beauty. That ain't true, is it? Of course, it's superficial and meaningless and only attractive for a short while. Of course, all beauty is transient. One day we will all be dust and the soul is what's eternal. But in the short term, get off with your mate Sean. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a boyfriend, that's the only thing. Oh no, no, don't waste it on him. I don't want him getting out, because he's going to get a threesome here, this boyfriend. All these problems are sexy. It's because of us. We're sexy people. We attract <laughs> sex with our sexual magnetism that Jermaine Greer tried to rip up just because she had it off with Hendrix once, hundreds of years ago, which no one remembers. Now, listen, I think, me old pal, me old butte, what you need is to pop down to good old Londinium and meet us free. We'll solve this problem in a matter of moments. Before you know it, you'll be off. <laughs> Before you can say unwanted pregnancy, you'll be back in Wales with a whole new <laughs> set of problems. I'm joking, I'm joking. We'd use condoms. I don't like it when... <laughs> <laughs> well, don't you like Matty I don't Morgs? like it when... If you, if my name was Anthony, I wouldn't mm. short it to Ant. Not all the time. Because it makes me think of an Ant. Little diminutive know, Ant. I'm thinking of that. that. That's all I think. Why are you calling him Ant, then? I'm for, me and Matt are thinking of a couple of a little bloody Ant that you're going out with. <laughs> a stupid little Ant. <laughs> Craving I sugar. Ant or Tony, and I was like, well, I'm not going to call you no, Tony, so I'll call you Ant. Hmm, why don't they call him... Mr. Nibs or Captain Tiptop. <laughs> something like that. Just something a bit more sweet. <laughs> anyway, the man sounds like an absolute bounder and a cad. You're not going to have trouble. Just, right, listen, when you meet new people, don't be nervous, because people are all as self-obsessed as we are, right? They're just, or not as probably as I am, but <laughs> most other people are as self-obsessed as each other. So don't be all nervous about meeting people. You are young and you're beautiful. People will be attracted to you, so you don't have to worry about that, and don't feel like, oh, I've been with, and all of us have decided a senseless drone of an insect, anyway. <laughs> So, like, you know, just get get amongst it, love. You're fine. Don't, if you're going to get off of that Shana, you should probably leave details for uh, me, pictures. Matt, and Trev. Leave details, or yeah, just send pictures and put them on. I'll like send them to you. Soon. Yeah, send pictures to us here at the radio show in our capacity as DJ. Pictures. Just give some pictures. Hey, all we want some snaps. We're just a bunch of guys want to look at some snaps, just to get some kicks looking at snaps. Um, don't let that bloke who's the boyfriend of Sean get a free some out of this. That's my main concern. Just he bothers won't. me. He won't. He's, he's going to get a threesome out of this he if won't. he's. No, yeah, why is he used to? He's totally anti kind of girls on girls. Of course he is. He's in the RAA. He's. Hold no, on. Who's him. against girls on girls? Sean. No, his. Um, her, her boyfriend. Her boyfriend's against girls on girls? Of course he is. Yeah. Of course he is. He feels. What's wrong with him? Threatened by it. I don't. I like it. I think it's one of the best things that's come out of this radio show in a long while. <laughs> right, um, yeah, well, good. I'm glad about that because I didn't like the idea of us essentially 
smoothing the way for some punk in Wales to get a threesome, while we're here, like a bunch of mugs in London, listening <laughs> <laughs> to Smokey Robinson by mistake, because someone pressed the wrong button. Although we love Smokey, he was a bloody good man, a brilliant man, and that's not for question. So, uh, why don't- yeah, so, How did you change gear so quickly? I don't know, it's a, it's a gift. What can I tell you? It's a gift. Like one minute I say this, next minute I'm reversed. Or an illness. It's a, I think it's an illness, yeah. So, um, alright, so we're gonna listen to Hayya by Outcast. Hayya? Hey, are you alright? <laughs> Sounds like my auntie Yvonne asking my mum if she wants tea. Hey, oh! <laughs> yeah. Hey, ya! By uh, Outcast there. Let's have a listen to them. Oi, young lady, be yeah. more confident in yourself. There's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with you. You're beautiful. Right, let's listen to Outcast. We'll dedicate young this lady. to you. Oi, hey. young lady. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's kind. People like kindness, don't they? This is for you, uh, it's Liz, are you? <laughs> oh, I'm well it. sincere! I'm sincere! <laughs> Get off with Sean! <laughs> no, um, right, listen, yeah, we dedicate this song to you, Be Confident. Come on, I'm oh. essentially a nice person. Right, bye, Liz, love you, bye. <laughs> so, mm, what have we got to worry about? People's problems. There's a man on the phone, isn't there? Ah, oh, there's probably a fella. Oh, yeah, now there's this fella. He's in Toulouse. He's been in the Panto in France and he's got some sort of a problem. We'll let him explain it. Hello, mate. Are you there? Hello, Russ. How are you? Yeah, I'm in a good mood. Now, what, what's your name again, please? My name is Jeff. Jeff. Jeff, and yeah. you're in Toulouse. Yeah, man. Hi to Matt and Trev, if they're there. They Hello, are. Jeff. Yeah, they're How's there. How's it going? Yeah, yeah well, the show's going you. really well. We've helped loads of people. Well, we've not helped that person get a flat. We've derided a poor woman who's being leered at by a, a sub-aquatic pervert. We've uh, told some, some woman some who's lost a boyfriend died. she should get off with her best mate. And some yeast has died as a result of our indifference. But you oh, yeah. are going to be different, Jeff. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Trevor's poised, eating a macaroon. Saturday night for you. Normal Saturday night. Trevor, just why are you sat there like Leslie Phillips eating that macaroon with your little finger extended? <laughs> oh, look at that. Why are you sat there so eating that macaroon like a dandy? I'm, I'm eating it politely. This is how you politely eat it. Scoffing it down a microphone. This is in Dictionary Corner. Just <laughs> <laughs> you do it. it like you're in what, a countdown. Yeah. You do like one of them squares. Just having a macaroon in a suit. Vorderman's <laughs> another one who started. What's her problem? With her. I'm not lumping you in with her. Vorderman. She started saying I was androgynous or something. Why is this? That's not a bad thing, but she, oh, said, yeah. she said worse things, didn't she? What did she say? She said, that I've, not, I've been doing stand-up comedy for about 300 years, and she's harped on about me not being Ken Dodd. I don't <laughs> understand. Really? Only Ken Dodd is Ken Dodd. She's got the brain of a genius, and she's wasting it on a telly show. But she Has she got the brain of a genius? No, she hasn't. What she's makes you- No, she's a Spavins genius. What's a Spavins genius? It, it means it sounds got, much worse. Got one skill. <laughs> you got one abnormally developed particular quality or talent, one skill, Hello? and the rest of you is completely normal. Impossibly right. average. Skill. What's what, her, what's her skill? Well, she can. She's good at numbers, isn't she? She seems to me an artifact of absolute mundanity. No, if you throw a load of numbers at her, she'll come up with a result. That's all I would throw at her. The <laughs> dreary old hag. <laughs> <laughs> How about that? <laughs> Send one of mine to the hospital. Right. So go on, mate. What's going on in Toulouse, Jeff? You've just oh, you've been I'm in a panto, haven't you? Just come off stage, Russ. So I'm an entertainer like yourself, but it's, I'm in a pantomime, which mm. which we show over here with all the expats. Ah, and, is um, it for a, a pantomime by expats for expats? It's generally expats, yeah, there's a few, um, French people, well, French, Do you like German. the saying expats? Do you like Pardon? to say it? Do you, you know saying expats, do you enjoy it? Is it a phrase you get Ex off on expats. saying? Do I, oh, maybe I'll say it too much, I don't expats, know. Expats, expats, do you like expats, it? Expats, expats. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite a nice little yeah. phrase. Mm. But they're all over, we're all over here working and, uh, every January we put on about six shows. Mm. And, um, yeah, they all pretty much sell out, really, and it's great fun. That's good. But this year is my first year is with a speaking role, and oh. I want to draw and on all your expertise and mm. ask for some tips. What do I need to do, Russ? You've come to the to right make... place, Jeff. What part are you playing? I'm playing, um, Heinz, who is, um, the sidekick to the baddie. Sidekick to the baddie, great part, lots of laughs. Is it a comedy German? Uh, comedy German, no, there is the, is there what, Matt? <laughs> is he a comedy German? Oh, you're a comedy asking? German. No, I'm not, not you. no. Oh, right, no, I'm, uh, Because you're coming across as well. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, no. Um, no, no I eat lots of beans. You're a psychic. Now, you don't want to, uh, upstage the villain, do you? Well, not really. What's, I shouldn't, should I, really? Who's playing the villain? What's Welcome the villain to like? my world. He's bad. He's really bad. And we've got cowboys. We haven't got enough men. So some of the women are dressed as cowboys with, uh, artificial stubble on their faces, which nice. is quite amusing. Trevor, don't get off on that. I like it. Artificial stubble? Uh, nothing I like more than artificial stubble on a lady. I don't like it either. No. When a woman dresses no. up as a man, especially if they've gone into trouble. So a woman dressed stubble. up as you on New Year's Eve at my party. Did she? She looked quite good. 
Really? Yeah. I bet you got off with it, didn't you? And that no, was I did. Oh, I love new texture to our relationship. <laughs> oh, I bet you couldn't wait. I bet that was the final frontier removed for you, wasn't it? Russell, you look so fresh. <laughs> <laughs> what are these? Oh, my Joe, but last. Hold me, hold me. No, I, I was just polite. Because when you're on stage, you, you're very articulate and you're very relaxed. And, I mm. mean, there's all this cue, you know, you've got to remember your lines and yeah. people queuing up for you and stuff like that. And... Oh, I got to become a wobbly jelly. Now, this is... Uh, did you just do a blow-off noise? <laughs> Trevor. Trevor. <laughs> Trevor's mouth. What, did, what, deliberately? Was that part of your macaroon eating? Was that part <laughs> of your ritual? I had a little bit of macaroon in, and then when he said wobbly jelly, it just put me over the edge. It was funny. <laughs> Dictionary <What>? corner. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for that, Trevor. Um, so, um... <laughs> <laughs> Jeff. Jeff. So, okay, well, firstly, nerves. That's a good thing to be a bit nervous before performance that's the old body uh, adrenalizing you and making you prepared for the old fight or flight now what you've got to do is use that energy to make you feel all grand and powerful just concentrate on your breathing that's the first phase don't be afraid that you're nervous accept the nervousness then what you've got to do old bean is make sure you know the script very well the anthony hopkins goes read the script read the script read the script make sure you're right across the line so you don't waste any time picking up cues or any of that stuff you've got to know completely what you're doing then you've got to remember that you've got two relationships you've got your on-stage relationship and then you've got your relationship with the audience make sure you're getting the information across to the audience but also that you're using the other actors as they often say acting is reacting so make sure you listen then there's a few more tricks that you might like to know about for getting attention do you want to know them yeah, get, get your willy out. Get your willy out, Jeff. <laughs> just get it out, baby. They'll look all right. Just barely old Jennies. Well, it would get a laugh. Of course it would. Even if it's a fake willy. It's probably better if it's a fake I willy. I don't think it is. You think, what, you'd prefer a real willy, Matthew? No, I thought... I bet you weren't saying that on New Year's Eve, were you? <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, I was saying when you were getting off with other me and my well, female wasn't. doppelganger. I wasn't. <laughs> yeah, you say that now. It's very easy to say that. The person you're acting with, is he, like, is he sort of... Do you get on with him? Can you have a bit of a yeah, laugh yeah, with him? Yeah, yeah, good laugh. He yeah, won't we play cricket over here together, so Lovely. we're a bit bonkers. So you've got, like, yeah. you've got a nice team Hang atmosphere. On. If it, you're playing cricket and yeah. having pantomimes, why have you gone and lived over in France? Yeah, you're oh, like some mad Anglophile lunatic. Then we all sit around and read Alan Bennett, which it was raining a bit more. Yes, exactly. The, then we, uh, then we had sexually work, repressed half hour. <laughs> uh, Trev, you do a lot of performing. What's your advice? Do you do a vocal warm-up, Jeff? Uh, we did today, yes. Good. Which, uh, we went, uh, what did we say? A red lorry, yellow lorry, red lorry, yellow Should lorry, red lorry. And we went up the scale. <laughs> Go to the news! That's good. Um, <laughs> you've, got, you've got to be big, or uh, be bigger and exaggerate. Pump yourself up. Do you pump yourself up? Do you, you sort of pump your fists backstage? <laughs> Pump your fist like in a pumping action and go yes 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 until you sort of pump yourself up with energy away from that and then explode. Do that backstage before you go on. I think that sounds like a waste of energy. Yeah. Yeah. Do you do that? Is that what goes on in the disabled toilets before you come and do this radio show? <laughs> you pumping your fist. I've heard him, I heard something pumping and him going, yeah, at the end of it. Oh, I, I feared the worst. No, 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 no. Not, I don't do it before this one. But do you know what I'm talking about, Jeff? Yeah, I do, Trevor. Yeah. Good. What, do you want to get into living in your flat because you can't live with Rob? <laughs> Stop that. what's going on here, no, Trevor. You've got to have energy. What it's all about is you're giving energy to that audience. You've got to see yourself as an energy transmitter. So you pump yourself up with yeah. energy. <laughs> We all Go know how exciting energy transmitters are. Oh, <laughs> There's nothing it. I enjoy more of an evening than a stare at an energy transmitter. Shut up, you Ooh, don't know. You don't know the things that I know. You don't know. You don't know. I read a book once called The Holographic Universe. I've allowed it to bleach out my entire character. <laughs> Matt Morgan. Matt Morgan's only recently started performing, but he's a damned fine natural. He can probably give you some advice. Matt, what advice have you got for Jeff? Um, I haven't got any advice on that. Oh, Matt! So I just, I just How do you find I don't it when we have to do them it. things in Edinburgh? Well, I had uh, one beer. <laughs> <laughs> hey, our Matt says get drunk. That's how he goes with my Have a drink, go up there, have a laugh. Go up there. I sort Good. of stand behind Russell for the first bit. <laughs> oh, then he comes out and attacks Russell for the later parts of it. Jeff, I think we've given you loads of good advice. Trev gives him lovely advice. He's now eating his macaroon like a wounded hound, whereas before <laughs> he's confidently stuffing it like a pump yourself up. Pump. Pump. Get pumped, baby! Yeah, that's all I can say! You're not Anthony Robbins, Trev. <laughs>
Steve First, the comedian, the man behind Lenny Page, but constantly anchored to an advert, which I'm sure he'll have to mention, because, it, well, I see him on a programme the other day, he's always having to justify it. He's a brilliant comic, we'll be having a chat with him in a minute. And Steve First is actually here now, he's here for the genuine atmosphere being created now, this is the atmosphere still going, the atmosphere subsiding. Alright, Steve. There's a lot of you, it's quite weird. We come in more banded, mate, yeah. we don't look around. No, it's very nice. We have to bring a lot of people, because this is Wogan's studio. Right. Now, he's Do you clean it up before he arrives? No, we gen generally just do a little dirty protest and then, <laughs> <laughs> and then run off. Because he's such a charismatic and powerful man. Yeah. You know, if we don't bring a lot of people, we, we cannot overwhelm his that spectre. Aura. The yeah, aura yeah, yeah. of Wogan yeah. that has kept us spellbound as a nation. We were a couple of nations. Absolutely. For, for such a long while. Steve, let's ask you some polite questions. Go on now. then. All right, mate. Yes, very good. You look lovely. Thank you. Now, I see you on the telly the other day. Yeah. I was watching children's telly. Why? I don't think I've got a proper social life and I find it hard to form relationships. Right. So sometimes I find myself entrenched in childhood to watch That's a something Five o'clock, six o'clock slot, does it? I shouldn't- I should be at work, shouldn't yeah. I? Well, I think I was gonna go work in a minute and I just was flicking through the telly and then I see you. I thought, he's coming on our show, let's watch this. You were carrying on like a right loon. I know, it was one of those- no, I was- I was just saying- What it, is it? It's M, it was M, a program called M.I. High, which is a kid, little kids show which is about spy kids. Right. It's one of those shows when you watch you go, I, that is the show I would want to be in as right. a kid. And, uh, and they asked me to play a- You're a, a man! Yeah, they asked me to play a camp baddie. <laughs> you were good at that. Oh, bless, bless you. You had a, a jewel around your neck and a tie in that and what, you were an ex-pop star. Yeah, and they dropped with it because they said the fitting for it was in Selfridges. I thought this would be a well-paid gig. Mm. And it yeah, was swimming and barking sign. and then they made you take the tube there, which was nice. They made you take the tube <laughs> yeah. to barking? To barking. That was my whole life for a while, was taking it? the tube to barking. It's horrible. It's you just want to take the tube out of barking, it was disgusting. Yeah. Lovely yeah, show, really good. It was a really, really nice It seemed show. like a right laugh. Yeah. It, now, so that performing with children, like, we just had a fella on the line who was, uh, he's called Jeff, he's out doing a panto in Toulouse, you need to None of that makes sense. None of it? No. What do you mean, the expat community? Yeah, well, what? Mate, doing a panto in, because the worst time to do panto is because they, they, they often stop them at the beginning of January. Mm -hmm. Because it's those two, three mm. weeks that they used to run into to the end of January, which were really depressing. He's mm -hmm. starting one midway through January in front of expats. How many expats in Toulouse? He said... Mm, I don't know. How many performances? Five performances? I think six. it was half a dozen. What? How, how big's the theatre? It's in his garage, apparently. Oh, yeah. there you go. Yeah. It's not. It's in <laughs> the theatre. <laughs> right. Let's say, what, 300 people a night? It's lucky. Yeah. 1,500 people. What do you, what do you, are you saying this endeavour is futile? Because futile. it was giving that man hope. And he was so hoping a director was going to come and see Steve, I think you were needlessly attacking <laughs> 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 Up to now, we don't assume was a... Why, <laughs> why was... Um, and was he on tonight? Yeah, he just, just come off on. stage, probably for the last time after that damning <laughs> indictment. No, 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 it's, I just don't understand, I don't, uh, but where did he see the advert? He just did it for a laugh, I think. Is yeah, he's he? a real man, I think Jeff's a real man. He seems of course he's real. Is he on yeah. kind of, some kind of door split for it? I don't think he's doing no. it for the no, money. It's amateur dramatics. It's Andram. Mm -hmm. He's just doing it for love, Steve. Remember right. that mm. when you was a star-crossed young actor? <laughs> Still doing it Just doing it for the love. Yeah. See? Oh, yeah. Like then. That's very odd. Now give him some advice other than pack it all in. <laughs> what well, well, better advice than get your knob out? <laughs> I don't know if there is any better advice well, than that, given the circumstances. Well, I, I was in a very serious production at college, and because when, when we were doing drama at college, and they did a, an all the girls in the group did a, a really, uh, you know, Carol Churchill top girls, very heavyweight group, you know, uh, like eight women round a table, mm. feminists from around, mm -hmm. you know, from from through the ages, all conversing and very heavy dialogue, heavy. <laughs> And my friend and I were asked to help out just to play the waiters for this scene. Right. And, and it was very, very boring. And each time we came on with bigger and bigger moustaches. To entertain yourselves. But made out of gaffer tape. Gaffer tape moustaches, that's difficult. The removal's difficult. It's unhygienic. But it's slightly pleasurable. Do you, you got off on it? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. That little moment. Did you have any facial hair at that time? Mm, yeah. Right, so yes, yeah. I suppose that's going to add to the But very fair, of course. Of course, you were a very fair man, both uh, morally and in terms of... <laughs> <laughs> but, but not in terms of... of <laughs> certainly not in terms of performance, so... What we... I would have done, Steve, if I may be so bold, yeah. is during that play, while there was all that heady dialogue going on, women sat around a table, she used a little <laughs> trick that I like to call the newsreader trick. What you do is you imagine yourself under that table, performing what I can only describe as a sex act. Get you right through that play in no time. And also, you wouldn't need that gaffer. Take moustache, neither. Let me tell and you, it works in huge, heavy weight 
feminist tract like like I like think a big girls. feminist tract is ultimately where you're going to end up. <laughs> <laughs> so Steve, <laughs> Steve, I think I always know you as uh, Lenny Bage and that, but you're getting dragged into that advert thing, aren't you? Mostly. Yeah, well, I've been in it for a few years. I'm getting out of it now as well. Are yeah, you? We had uh, that gravy Why? train is grinding to a halt. It's the one that comes on the cinema when you go to the cinema. We yeah. can say it's BBC Orange. It's Orange adverts. Other it phones is. are available, but it's not really an advert. It just tells you to turn your phone off. And uh, and we just did the, ne the the next four, one with Michael Madsen and one with yeah. Mina Suvari and one with Macaulay Culkin. Nice. And one with Darth uh, Val Kilmer and Darth Vader. Vader. No, that was the old one. Oh. But Val Kilmer, very puffy. Wow. What, puffy? Puffy. puffy. In and, really? and quite and and just a little bit strange. Why? Go on, Steve. What was his he like? breathing? Oh, no, I mean, his face. <laughs> Darth Vader. <laughs> no, but Val he Kilmer. Oh. You know, because he, he, he obviously he was famous because he played Morrison, so he, yeah. he's done the Lizard King. He, do, yeah. he does kind of have the complexion of, of a lizard. Uh, right. He lives yeah. on a farm or a ranch. They always, uh, it's that when the line between reality and, and their kind of film world blurs completely. And yeah. you go, that is you. Michael he's Madsen was exactly the same. Michael Madsen was his on-screen persona. Yeah. That's what he'd become. Yeah, he's like, hey, yeah, I, uh, I, you know, I live in a, in a house with six boys and we all drive bikes, you know, Sounds big bikes. Sexy. Yeah, <laughs> but it is, and he is sexy. And I, I, you know, I'm fascinated by that, that where it just, that line is so blurred that mm. th that, that is what they are. There's the, right, so there is no distinction between on-screen persona and their actual reality. Yeah. This is what I discovered with Liam Gallagher. Liam Gallagher is the li living embodied of what you think Liam Gallagher would be like, sort of sexually charismatic, swaggering, intense bit character. Stupid. I will never. Say, I've got to present the Brits in a couple of weeks, and like, two in. I don't want him swaggering on that stage. I've been heckled by bread rolls by the Gallagher brothers. That's not even a language, is it? That's a physical object. Yeah. Heckles are meant to be words. He used bread rolls to heckle through the medium of yeast. No, yeast. Right. Yeah, again, yeah. another theme of this show. I thought Liam Gallagher actually was lovely and charming. He is really say. charming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. very yeah. lovely, sexy boy. I'm sure we would like that. So uh, they heckled you with rolls. They heckled they? me with rolls. Yeah, we were doing the. This was a long time ago when we did. Um, the Brat Awards, which was, you know, as it was well, you know, mm. which was the NME Awards when they yeah. first started, and it was, it was when they, it was at the Camden Institute at that big building on the Euston Road, not far from here, and uh, they didn't like us as a warm-up act. What were you and, doing, Lenny Bage? Yeah, not and, surprisingly, they didn't like me, but you know, because it's sort of like an ironic lounge singer. Well, yeah. But also, it was it was a Larry singer that kind of knew what was going on now through his son, and and so he was very aware of pop culture now. Yeah, it wasn't completely entrenched in kind of yesteryear. It was, Did they yeah. have a go at you then? Yeah, with a role. Yeah, role a barrage of roles. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. 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 someone right. had to do it. So okay, so really, you've had a, a negative experience with those crazy guys, and yeah, you're going to bring back uh, Lenny Beige, though, aren't you? I am. Well, he's just like kind of a fragrant gentleman that lives in the attic, and I thought, you know, I, you can't really ignore him. That's so. an unusual metaphor, Steve, because I don't know many people <laughs> that have that. <laughs> you know when you've got a fragrant gentleman <laughs> up in your attic? If it ever happens to me, I'll be right up in my loft. Just I'm, uh, staying alive. <laughs> and he w and The smell's very nice, but would you leave? No, it's not a nice fragrance. Oh, really? No, it's that, that wig kind of does hum a little bit. Yeah. But I loved doing him for so many years, and I thought, well, you know, I was good at it, and... The Lone Father, the last time I saw you, I was doing him. Yeah, we did a gig at the comedy store, didn't yeah. we? And I watched you transform from yourself into Lenny Beige. I liked it, watching it was the right, fella transform. It? Oh, yeah. It's yeah. like drag, but without having to pull your balls between, between you know. Your legs, your which buttons. I would have done anyway, if I were you, regardless of what character I'm playing. I've got, <laughs> I've got mine there now, tell the truth. It just gets me through the night. Right. <laughs> Listen to Russell Brand on Radio 2. I'm here with me usual pals and Steve first. You all right, Steve? Yeah, yeah. Do you have a tire of standing? Never. No. Uh, well, yeah. At night, I'll have a good lay down. <laughs> Do you have any chairs? Go on for eight hours. Sometimes, <laughs> just there doing literally nothing. My mind full of things that ain't even happened, and there will neither. Just swimming around, icons of the day, residue of the week, trying to make sense of it all. Um, right, Steve. Now we're going to help other people with their little problems yeah. and stuff. Now earlier on, we spoke to a lady. She was called Janet. She had a problem with the temperature of yeast yeah. when she was trying to make wine. Now. The Jeff from Toulouse said, go and buy some booze down a supermarket. For me, misunderstanding the mystery and joys of home brewing, which is something I actually know nothing about. No. But, you know, if Janet wants to do this and she's got a problem with the temperature of her bloody yeast, then we are by duty bound as gentlemen to help her. I think her husband's on the blow. Are you there, mate? 
Hello, Russell. Why did you take that sharp <laughs> intake of breath as soon as the conversation began? What are you up to? Bloody God, uh, Russell, I'm cold. You're cold, mate. Um, according to Mrs, I've got to stand out here until you says otherwise. Okay, what's your name, first of all? My name's Simon Russell. <laughs> no, it's not Simon Russell, it's Simon. No, he's an actor. Your name's Russell, you know that. Yeah, I'm well aware of my own identity. Now, are yeah, you in not. the garden? I'm still outside the front door at the moment. Uh, we've got a bucket outside the it's back door. It's in a bucket, door. is it? Um, yes, it's fermenting bin. Well, posh name. It's fermenting bin, load of wine in it. Trying to get the temperature down. I want to know I can go back indoors. Well, and you're guarding the wine, are you? Uh, well, I was. I've now stuck around to the front door so I could ring you up. I don't know why your wife is making you guard this wine. What kind of area do you live in? I can't uh, imagine uh, that people, like, if you live in a neighbourhood where people are stealing wine from out of a bin, then like, you want to... You know what Saturday night's like? You're not going to leave your keys in your car, are you? No, but I, but I think that's different from leaving wine in a garden. Now, come on, let's have a look at your marriage. I think there's another reason for this for your wife, Janet, making you stack. I think that this whole, can I be honest with you, is this whole home brewing uh, trying to make up for deep flaws in your marriage? I, I don't know. All, all I can think of is... Well, Are you happy? She, she does a load of proofreading for students at the local universities. Mm. And, and so she's, she has a lot of dealings with them during the week when I'm at work. What do you think these dealings are? <laughs> romantic? Pardon? Do, uh, romantic or sexual dealings? I don't know. Right. All I know, she says she's, she's, che she's checking the stuff that they produce. Right, so well, well that sounds very worrying. And that. Okay, well, Steve First here, he's Hello. one of the finest comedy character Hello. actors in this country. If he can't help you... I wouldn't be remotely surprised. I tell you, there's a little shop where I live in Hastings, uh, a home brewing shop called Bung Ho. Bung, Bung Ho. Well, like what you bang well, it up. One one eight, one one eight. Phone Bung Ho. They'll know. Hold on. Well, there's no Hang need on. for that. And that, other I, directory services are available. What, mate? <laughs> Can I have a twenty-five percent cut of your commission as well? Listen, I'm the one stop that seeing this as an opportunity to make money. You want to focus on your marriage, sir, if you don't mind <laughs> my saying so. Now I've got a text here from a gentleman called Nat. He says this: yeast can survive up to forty-two degrees before becoming denaturated. Don't worry. Love to you all. He's <laughs> <laughs> like a wine saviour. He's just stepped in. Your wine is fine. Your wife's making you stand outside there so she can have hordes of students in there. <laughs> and it wouldn't be yeast in your wine. I'd be worried about. It'd be yeast. In your yeah, wine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, come on, come on! He needed a shot in the arm. I provided it. Don't shoot me. What? I'm the bad guy. Watch Scarface. <laughs> so, um, okay, listen. We've um, we've helped. Would you do me a favour? Of course I will, as long as it's not rude. Tell my wife I need a warming up. Listen, Janet, your husband. What, is it Steve? Your name? Simon. 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 Oh yeah, Simon Russell. I remember all that now. Simon. <laughs> Janet. For God's sake, have sex, you pair! <laughs> Get in that- Janet, I want you to go up to bed, I want you to stop thinking about wine and start thinking about whining in a sexy oh, way. Dear. Get up there, put on your nighty, <laughs> and, and go, Simon, Simon! And then I want you two to make love like it's 1960 bloody five! <laughs> Get amongst it! No holes barred! Holds! I said holds! Just get into it, get into each other, enjoy each other's bodies, and then, you know, and if you have to drink a bin full of wine before you can do it, <laughs> <laughs> then drink that bin full of wine, but I urge you to orgasm the pair of you, for heaven's sakes. That's my advice. Now make him hot, make him hot, 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 till you both pass out, and the only temperature you're thinking about is the internal temperature imploding and exploding. Now get in that house and make that woman happy, Simon. Will you? Will do, will do. Let Thank her you. have it. Give her both barrels. No trouble at all. God bless you. Cheers. There, there Bye. goes her. See you, mate. It's <laughs> another satisfied customer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Off he goes. There oh, goes the dear. best damn winemaker we've ever had on this show. <laughs> I think he's going to be all right. Do you, Steve? He should start drinking now. Yeah, I would say so about now. Matt, well, do you think that was an all right situation there? I can we've... see why we haven't got a wine industry in this country now. <laughs> well, why? It's a lot of temperature, a lot of sex problems. Are they in Leeds? Hated, were they in Leeds? I don't, I don't know, know where, where they, they were. were. Yeah, it was up north. Up north. It, they, there he was, in his pants, paddling in a bucket. And that's attack the people yeah. of the north. <laughs> I love those guys. They're nice guys in the north, but they don't know anything about wine. How dare you! <laughs> I, I <laughs> dare me, I dare to say that the northerners know nothing about making wine. That, right, that's the most <laughs> disgusting thing you've ever said, Trevor Locke. <laughs> They're proud People of, of the north love wine or mm. pro I'm an alcoholic, I don't drink They're anymore. beer and whiskey men up in the north. I don't know what they're and up to, but I don't think you should be condemning them in this fashion. I'm not condemning them. Well, it's a fact. It's the sad. Romans made wine because the climate was different then. Trevor! 
Stop trying to drag us into a countdown's dictionary corner with your tedious facts. Bless him, he's a lovely fella, really. All right, this radio show's nearly finished now, so there's probably a few things we should do. Not least, we'll get our poet laureate, that's Mr. G, one of the best poets in this effing country, to do a poem about what's been going on this. Welcome, Mr. G! That's okay. not enough fake atmosphere. <laughs> this poem is self-improvement. Excellent. Self-improvement is an ongoing solution, recognising that which needs correcting to avoid all confusion. To avoid all debate as we inflate and deflate, trying to improve our core strength to improve our core state. Are you looking for a flatmate? Is your yeast temperature too great? Then go sculling with Trevor and watch his little eyes dilate. <laughs> and Russell can't wait to witness this lesbian tryst as a lonely ice cream man in his van sends out sonar transmits. And expats enlist performing advice. Hendrick's ex-girl drops quips of boring ass tripe. Such is life as we all look for answers. Self-improvement through home brewing is exuding good karma. What a wonderful point that boy is gifted! <laughs> Crikey! Which um, idea is brilliant! He said, well, there it is. He said, uh, uh, we met in a little poetry night in a place called Brick's Dung. Uh, Brick's Tongue, it was called, because, uh, and I used to sit in the toilets doing heroin and, <laughs> and she would do poetry. <laughs> but somehow we got along, you know. <laughs> we found some common ground eventually. It certainly wasn't the poetry. No, it was, she does not take heroin. Nor do I anymore, bloody stuff, evil, vicious drug. Right. <laughs> Alive, I tell you. Not mine. <laughs> right, okay, Steve, thank you. You've been a fantastic guest. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. What should we, everything you want to plug? You can't just say, watch that thing on kids' telly. Oh, kids will do that anyway. Um, uh, annually retentive second series is coming. You're oh, in that as well, aren't you? Brilliant, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. good, that thing with Rob Brydon. You're in that at the moment. That. Thank you. Wonderful news. There you watch go. that. Watch that thing. Matt, have you got anything you want to add? You're just going to sit there moping your way through life. I'm very happy. It's very comfortable. You're very kind of, you've got an air of, of gravitas. Yes, yeah, you've got a lot of yeah, all the man. buttons over here. <laughs> all them buttons. You're going to carry on writing. I'll try and write a blog, but I'm very busy. Don't complain about Matt's. Your blogs are brilliantly written, but sometimes people sometimes want me to write a blog. Say, Why doesn't Russell write them? Oh, bloody well, have you turned on your telly? Just I'm phone me up. I'm in the middle of an international storm. I know. Trying to hold my life together. I've kicked in my telly. <laughs> uh, phone me up and dictate so, something to me. All right then, I certainly will. For once. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew, play for Christ's sake! What's going on? I'm frightened. I'm lonely. Who are these people in my house? What does girlfriend mean? Hello, <laughs> 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 Matthew, why are you sound like a robot? <laughs> Give me a kiss. Trevor, are you alright, dear? Yes, I'm all right. I'm very all right. Thanks very much. Yeah. It's been nice today. Well, perhaps we'll call it Dictionary Corner always. Yeah, okay. Give him a dictionary. Get out a dictionary. I don't like provide dictionaries. Provide some content to this I, bloody show. I think, I think the dictionary is a symbol of oppression. <laughs> Right. Try to lock there. there he goes, trying <laughs> to ruin the vibe. Okay, so thanks to everyone who's contributed. If we've not helped you with your problems yet, by God, we certainly will. And the biggest problem of all, how to realise the God within us all, we'll solve that week by week by a jingo. <laughs> on now, a jimble! On, on a what? On a jimble! Don't you undermine my workhouse. Okay, let's go to Andrew Simmons. Andrew, could you try and use the word flummox? Could she do that in the news? Of course she bloody well could. She's the best damn newsreader on these islands. Call 0500. No, don't call 0500. I've just got a bit of paper where it says do proper be a radio presenter stuff. It says phone numbers on it. It's 88 to 91 FM. This is Radio 2 from the BBC. Boy, what?